Welcome to, like, the TB Toycast. If you play with toys, you will score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, toys are cool, like fire, fire. <laughs> you won't score, Beavis. You're too much of a butt monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. I'll play with all the toys, then I'm definitely gonna score. <laughs> <laughs> toys are cool, Beavis. A big toy collection gets you all the chicks. And if you, like, listen to the TB Toycast, you will definitely score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to score. <laughs> Everyone will score but you, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian. Joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my pal Jeff. Jeff, are you ready to talk some toys? Of course I'm ready to talk some toys the day after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Holy crap. No, it's Halloween. Yeah, Sorry. we're still in spooky season, pal. Sorry, dude. I am really looking forward to Thanksgiving. It's like my favorite holiday. So sorry about that. Botch Anything you. where you can eat nonstop is always good for me. Give me all uh, the give me all the gluttonous holidays. <laughs> yes, definitely. But we are we are not alone. We are being joined by a TV Toycast original, the one and only Travis. Travis, what's going on, man? Not much. I, I'm living in clear and spooky season and ready for for glutton dinner 2.0 in a couple weeks. It's Yes, it's that time. It's that time of season. So I, real quick, before we dive into anything, because Travis, we actually talked about this last year, and I, I've already noticed it. I noticed it today. Have you guys started to notice yet that like it's all the stores are already getting busier mm -hmm. and there's like a lot more people and you're like, oh, yes. God, like so anyone who like us who wants to hit the Walmarts and Targets and stuff, it's like, oh, damn it. There's already two. <laughs> too many people like you try to go to the action figure aisle and there's six people with shopping carts it's like dang it i'm just trying to look to make sure they still don't have superpowers like leave me alone <laughs> the the one thing i've ran into now from last year i know we talked about and we joked about running into the uh the old lady in the pharmacy when you make that direct right at walmart yeah. to go to the toys uh my walmart has a flu shot clinic so now i am running into everyone that is trying to get their flu vaccine through the flu shot clinic. So I've got more, more people to uh, navigate through and like juke and jive. I feel like uh, Bo Jackson on Tecmo bowl. Like I just got to <laughs> keep running circles and spinning up and down around them. That's, that's like when I got my flu and COVID shot, I was at Walgreens and the line backed up down the toy aisle. Unfortunately, nothing good down that toy aisle. So I'm kind of staring at, jacks and coloring books and not the uh toy maker jacks just i like was those... about to say was it like jack's classic no, probably no. the last time they update or an off the ropes uh <laughs> festus <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly speaking of that have you guys noticed walgreens is like the weirdest place to shop for toys because some of them will have a bunch of stuff and some of them won't even have a toy aisle it's such a weird crapshoot when you go in there. Or some will just have the weirdest toy aisle, like oh yeah, coloring books. You've got coloring books. You got crayons. You've got uh, what's a Matchbox? And then all of a sudden, here's a bunch of Marvel Legends, and it's like yeah, mm -hmm. where'd those come from? <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, it, oddly enough. When I was really big into Marvel Legends, which I'm kind of getting into them again now, but back 
before when I collected them, I hit a bunch of random Walgreens because there's like, there's like literally in like the town I live in, there was like Walgreens on like the same street, like three blocks from each other. But you could find weird stuff because it's like no one knows to to check there sometimes. Mm-hmm. I remember finding like some weird exclusives that had been out for like three years. I'm like, oh, I'll be dang, you know. So it's just it's a weird place to shop for toys, but you can you can't have luck from time to time. Walgreens is almost like the modern day KB toys because you'll pay like maybe three to four dollars more, but yeah. you might you've got a better chance of finding it there than Target because nobody's going there to they're getting cough drops. The, the cherry cough drops that are really like candy, not not a cough drop. Those are delicious, by the way. <laughs> they are very they are very good. <laughs> <laughs> so main event this week, WCW Bindums. Um, Travis, actually, I don't know if you remember this, but several several months back, one of the suggestions you put in were Star Wars Bindums. Yes. And um that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole with daniel cross on rumble wheel we, we found that they made like battle toads bendums and then we found x-men bendums which i then was like oh yeah i remember those all these came from just toys isn't it weird that like because i remember the power ranger bendums too it's weird that they made all these bendums but i had like no recollection of it hardly they're almost the they're the funko of the 80s they yeah. had like almost every license, but yeah, there were just there were like Dukes of Hazard bendies and like you said, Star Wars. There might have been Star Trek, but yeah, like you just see them, you're like, oh, okay. But then it's like, oh, everybody like put these out. So uh, it, it's it's crazy, but you know, hey, we're just gonna get a license. Why not? I miss the old WWF bendies uh the ljn style ones they were Mm -hmm. miniature and they resembled the ljns and they had some form of a pose instead of the long dangly arms Mm -hmm. and you know just kind of a weird head sculpt or whatnot speaking of wwf bendums or wwe bendums there's new ones out by the way what do you guys think about those yeah there's well there yeah and there's an exclusive bruno that we didn't know about Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw on ringside, the individual figures are $6.99. So I, I was kind of completely dismissive of these, but that cheap price point kind of was like, hmm, okay, you know, that might be, that might be fun for someone to dive into. It's like the DC superpower figures for you, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're cheap. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I can buy a lot of them and not spend a lot of money. <laughs> I'm here for this. Yeah. I dig them. I I mean, I, I shouldn't say I dig them, but like for the price point, it kind of draws you in, right? The Bruno draws you in also, like, because that's out of the blue. You've got a, Charlotte too, which that's the only female, I believe. So, and then you got I, a I, cool looking red and yellow Hogan. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool that they kind of did a Legends line than a current day line. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of fun. The box set's cool. So, I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I didn't plan to buy them, but I mean, who knows? That's kind of fun. I think I might play the long game on these while I mean six ninety nine is great, but I have a feeling this might Black be one Friday. of those a Black Friday or like a random holiday sale or like day after Christmas where you might get like get them for four bucks or you know, just something. Yeah. Like those are gonna be my famous last words because they're all going to sell out. And I'm like, oh crap, I should have spent six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Like I want them, but I just have that like feeling that the the people that want them are going to buy them immediately but then all of a sudden they're going to be like 
almost every ringside exclusive because that's kind of what happens. Like they get a ton of figures in and then they clearance them down like the Kurt Angle shield, like the, uh, the it was Shawn like Michael. $5, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then now once they're sold out, they're like 80 bucks. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to play the long game. Um, I may get Bruno with just th that shocked me. And like Bruno was before my time. Cause I'm like you, Jeff, like when, like the, when I saw Bruno in the LJN, I'm like, why, why do we have a random one-off like commentator? And, uh, why, why do we make it? Why do we make the dad of, uh, the guy who wrestled at WrestleMania one, like, I, cause I couldn't even remember his, his first name, but David, yeah, David, I was like, who, which is better, uh, sidebar, um, David San Martino or David Flair? The best second generation David. Uh, I, was, I mean, San Martino was at WrestleMania. David Flair didn't quite get there. Um, although I loved him and Crowbar as a tag team. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Sorry. I think the best David second generation is David Arquette. Sorry, man. He was a champion. How dare you? I, I mean... <laughs> On. He survived that, the death match too. He survived that, the he death did. match. That he was did. good. That was good improv, guys. That was great the, improv. I, how? Yes. Okay, real quick. I got a couple. I got something to say about Bruno. That's something to say about David Arquette, which is really sorry, Chad. Sorry, talking about wrestling. <laughs> he sent me a message the other day. He's like, "Hey, I don't hate wrestling." <laughs> <laughs> Chad, you're gonna get that card, dude. I swear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let me the David Arquette thing. I remember being at work on a Sunday. And seeing all these videos about like David Arquette dying almost, and I'm like, wait a minute, what is happening? Like, how did this happen? Why did this happen? It was just so bizarre. And then also onto the Bruno thing. So legit, when I found his LJN, because his LJN is one of the ones I bought new. I thought he was one of the job guys before I knew what a job guy was. And the reason <laughs> I thought that is because I always wondered, like, who is this guy that doesn't get an entrance? And he's already in the ring. Like, I remember thinking as a kid, like, how did he even get there? Like, how did he get in the ring? Like, <laughs> did he come from underneath? Like, did he come out of the crowd? And they always had, like, such, like, jobber names, you know? Mm -hmm. And they usually had very bare gear. Mm -hmm. So a guy in trunks with just boots seemed like a jobber guy to me. Jobber San Martino. Yeah. So I remember thinking, like, well, this will be, this will be mm -hmm. the guy that, you know, gets beat up by all the stars. Even though I didn't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, even though I didn't really understand wrestling booking, I knew that this guy wasn't winning matches. <laughs> see, see, now I was always, I was always amazed that the Italian Stallion would be on, it was Italian Stallion, right? Yes. Yeah. He, he would be on WWF Challenge that earlier, or Superstars that morning, and then later in the afternoon would be on NWA, and I'd be like, whoa, like he's wrestling mm -hmm. on both shows. Modern day Rick Rude or early day Rick Rude. Early day Rick Rude. Yep, exactly. So that always like baffled my mind. So sorry, Chad. <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's the thing is, I guess back in those days, you know, you could probably make a pretty good living being a job guy, you know, hitting up all the places, especially with them doing several tapings and things like that. So, so Scott always talks about how Bruno would wrestle at the garden sometimes. And this would be like 85, 86. And we would, we would always rent those super tapes or um, rest, uh, Coliseum classics or whatever they were called. Yeah. 
we would always watch those. And I never remember Bruno being on a show. But you go back and you look at Peacock and you watch old WWF shows from the Garden or from uh, Boston or from wherever. Bruno's facing Savage. And you're like, what the hell? Like, why is this this blocked from my memory? Which that might be why the figure came out. But also, um, I remember Jesse Ventura. I want to say it was like WrestleMania four or five saying like i've I've only been out of the ring for a year monsoon i could get back in there so i'm like okay so you were wrestling in 1987 mm-hmm. like but i'd never seen i've never saw him wrestle past wrestlemania one mm-hmm. or i mean you know since before wrestlemania one so it's possible that they were still doing maybe live events and stuff but he, you know even though bruno kind of transferred more into a manager and Ventura kind of transferred more into a commentator. So that's definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sorry, Chad. We, uh, sorry, Chad, you know, we love our wrestling over here. We do. Well, actually I want to go back to the bendies real quick. Cause you were talking about those, Jeff. Interestingly enough by the toys that made us, it sound like that was the original idea. They were going to do a bendies line mm-hmm. uh, for the LJNs, but then like they liked the big figures so that kind of became the main line. But then also we found out Remco put in a bid for the WWF and that didn't happen. And so did Galoob. It, it's kind of weird to think that LJNs may not have ever happened. Like if, 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 if Galoob had gotten them, I'm like, what owner we would have gotten? Think you of know, like all, what type of figures. Think of the parallel universe we would be in right now. If any one of those things would have happened. Yeah. What if Galoob would have got him? What if Remco would have won that bid? What See, if, I think if, if Remco would have won, we would have gotten the He-Man style. The He-Man style figures. What, right. what if they would have never scaled those figures up and they took in the bendies and said, this is to the stores and said, this is what you're getting. You, you don't know. Like there's so many weird paths that it could have gone down and you never know what, where we would be right now. If they would have gone down any one of those four paths or three paths, whatever it is it's one of those things like I'm like, man, because I, I, and what made me think about it is the, the current day superstars figures. I know you guys are both fans. And the cool thing about that is how they're essentially scaled to the He-Man style. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, like we almost had that in 1985 or 84, even mm-hmm. like, imagine like the Hulk Hogan and the junkyard dog and big John stud were all essentially the same scale as He-Man. Like that, that's kind of crazy to think. The Coliseum collection today would be He-Man style. It would be the superstar figures, actually. Would be the yeah. super, yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's one of the things, like, watching the toys that made us, the thing I like about that is they, they try to be as in-depth as possible. And when I first watched the pro wrestling episode, which, Jeff, you are a part of. I'm um, sorry. Don't, you can just <laughs> yeah, fast forward through that part. <laughs> well, I always go back to the to the joke Scott told and how nervous he had to be when that actually premiered. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> but watching that, like they do a really good job of telling the full history of pro wrestling figures, right? I mean, like they dove into everything. Yeah, they didn't spend a lot of time on Remco. They didn't spend a lot of time on ECW, but they did kind of. Yeah, uh, you know, tell everything all the way up through Mattel. So I'm like, man, it's actually kind of this is a pretty cool, pretty cool documentary. So mm-hmm. that leads me to this point. I, you know, was seeking out other toy documentaries and stuff. Because Netflix has a Funko documentary. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. 
Mm-hmm. And, and there's a few others, but I found this new documentary series. Well, it's not new. It's a couple of years old, but I didn't know about it. It was called The Toys That Built America. And I was telling you guys about this off air, but I don't think either one of you had, had seen it yet. It's actually kind of cool. It's not as good as The Toys That Made Us. It's from the History Channel. It's on Hulu if you want to check it out, the first two seasons. But they kind of dive into everything. Like there's a whole episode on board games. There's episodes on the advent of video games. There's an episode about the rival rivalry between Hasbro and Mattel and kind of how they both kind of got their start. I just watched an episode on kind of the rise of action figures with Masters of the Universe and Star Wars. I mean, it's, it was a pretty cool it's it. They're different than the toys that made us, but I think that's a good thing, right? It's good mm-hmm. to have different types of documentaries like that. It's, it's pretty interesting. And then even like the guy that created the slinky and the guy that came up with silly putty, which was an accident. It's pretty interesting stuff. And I don't know. I never would have thought I'd have been like into history channel documentaries, but this was, this was pretty fun. <laughs> and, and come to find out, they also make like the food that built America, the machines that built America. There's a whole series of these documentaries. So I'm like, Ooh, rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> the breaker built America. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Beavis and Butthead did America too. Yes. And they also did the universe. <laughs> yes, exactly. I will say, I you know, we're, I'm a big Beavis and Butthead fan, and Jeff, I know you are as well. Absolutely. I'm always nervous that a sequel is just going to absolutely be horrible. That one to me, I, and again, I've only watched it the one time, but it was like this totally lived up to anything I would have expected. You've only watched it, it was, once. I've only watched it once, but it was oh. fantastic. Add a couple zeros to that, and that's how many times I've watched it. <laughs> oh, it's great though. It really is funny. Uh, you know what's funny is going back to Beavis and Butthead. I told you last week that uh, my buddy Norm found the Beavis Talker. He says yeah. he has. He says he hasn't seen it since, and I was like, dude, I haven't even seen one between Colorado. Either. Between Colorado, you haven't seen a breaker, Travis. You're shaking your head. No, no, I haven't, dude. I have not. And he sat there. And he's like damn it i should have bought it i was like yes you should have well that's the weird thing with toys right like because i feel like there's so many times where you're like this will definitely be there tomorrow Mm -hmm. but sometimes there's no guarantee like you just don't know and and i see that happen too where like a certain toy has been kind of like clogging the pegs next they go and they're all gone Mm -hmm. they're not in the clearance rack you have no idea where they went i doubt someone came and bought them all but something happened Oh, yeah. It's happened numerous times. Well, and speaking of that, I was at an Ollie's. I went to an Ollie's for the first time the other day. And I don't like going there because the Ollie's we have went in the old Toys R Us building. Mm. Just, oh. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> Blasphemy. Blasphemy. <laughs> and uh, they, but they had a ton, ton of Marvel Legends on the pegs. And it, it's like they had this, again, I've been kind of getting into them. They didn't have a lot that I wanted. But they had a couple of the Fantastic Four Sue Storm figures. I'm like, I may pick that up. But it's like, that's 10 bucks. That's half price. No big deal. But it's like, they have like 40 of them. So I'm like, I don't feel like it's a rush to go buy this thing. But I don't know. Like, I could go in there tomorrow and they all be gone. Who knows? Now, what's getting you back into Marvel Legends? I don't even know. I don't know how. Other than I just, I guess I had started looking at them and being like, wow, these are really cool. And well, I'll tell you, this is what it was. It was X-Men 97. That's what got me back in on Disney that, plus. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, the series isn't out yet, but they, the line hit target mm-hmm. and they're starting to hit some Walmarts. Travis, I know you've kind of 
Dip I got one. Too. Yeah, I've got uh, I, I got the Wolverine because they they scaled him right. He's short. He looks like the cartoon, and you know that was you know ninety seven ninety eight. I was sixteen seventeen, and that was just is. I mean, I think it's the greatest cartoon of the nineties. A, a superhero. Let me preface that. Uh, I think it beats Batman personally. Send your flames over to uh, right. Breaker over on. on I'm going to separate on you Twix. two. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Steve Hoekner's already picked up a pitchfork. I can hear it all the way in New Jersey. <laughs> I know. I he's know. making a sticker. He's, yeah, he's making a design. <laughs> Travis hates Batman. Travis must. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Put it up on Team Public. $16 for two days. <laughs> but uh, I we never got. Yes, we had Toy Biz figures, but Toy Biz was never like they had the costumes, like the paint job of the cartoon, but they were the comic figures. So we never had mm -hmm. those cartoon figures. So I, uh, I have Wolverine. Uh, they haven't restocked my Target by my house or by my work, um, and I know I'm going to get Bishop because Bishop was also always like. Uh, I remember um, I was in the Cincinnati Boys Choir uh, when I was younger, and uh, we had practice on Monday night, so I always missed Monday Night Raw in, like, second grade to third grade. It was horrible. But <laughs> I hate choir. <laughs> right. But we, we always, after practice, it would be, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, and Cincinnati is an hour south of me. And we would always stop at a, a UDF or a United Dairy Farmers to get a snack on the way home. It's just kind of what, what we did. And I picked up the first appearance of Bishop off of the news rack or the comic rack at a UDF because I was like, oh, shoot, this is the first appearance of, of a new X-Men. And then it just kind of like has stuck with me since. So, uh, sorry, we'll get back on the Marvel Legends. I, I've side-tailed. Ta side now, now we're gonna find out. Chad hates comic books. Chad's <laughs> <laughs> like X Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I, Travis, I don't know your thoughts on this, but Bishop having the shorter hair for this was kind of like, ooh, that's really fun, you know, like because the, they they have that that look from the cartoon, but an updated version of that look, mm -hmm. which yeah. was a driving force for me. And so, Jeff, to answer your question of what got me back into it. I was like, well, I'm just going to buy the X-Men 97 figures. There's only six of them. That's an easy collection. And then you start kind of going back through. You're like, oh, man, that, that character's cool. That character's cool. Well, I guess I could get Spider-Man. I could get Captain America. And you're just like, damn and it. <laughs> and boom, there is the rabbit hole that you have now yeah. driven down. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of rabbit holes, I've never done this. And I know I've been on the record. I apologize. But I stopped at Target yesterday on the way to work um because now i have to go into work in the office two days a week and so that's a whole new set of walmarts and targets that i can check before work and you know i go to the collectible section because i'm looking for the batman animated series because uh, mm -hmm. i need to finish the condiment king and um i i go over to the Funko batman pal <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> but I like the figures. It's, hey, it's the second best cartoon of the 90s, uh, superhero cartoon of the 90s. Yes, yes. I Wait a minute, agree. real quick, real quick. What? Who's your favorite comic book character of all time? Spider-Man. <laughs> Liar! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I went and I looked, because like Jeff has talked about, even though I don't collect Funko Pops, there's a whole wall of Funko, and you just look for the sake of looking. Like Jeff said mm-hmm. last week on the podcast, like, hey, he started looking at Legos, and like, let me go look at the Funko Pops. And they have a series of, I think it's nine, and they had seven of the nine there of the Spider-Man No Way Home. And it has all three Spider-Man, and it's a diorama. They all click together, so it's got all three Spider-Man, Sandman, Green Goblin, Electro, and all nine of them fit together. And I went, oh, I don't need those. Because I know if I like buy the three Spider-Man, I'm like, well, that's only three of the nine that go together in this diorama. Like, I've got to have the bad guys. And, oh, look at the Green Goblin. That's super. Like, I've Man. never been a pop guy, but. Did you do it? I, no, no. Oh, okay. I walked away. Oh, okay. I, had a, I had a strict nine o'clock meeting, and it's good I had a strict nine <laughs> o'clock meeting because I had to hightail it out of that target. But I definitely looked at those and went. Man, that'd be cool on display because they, like I said, they all have like they have a the the diet they have a diorama and like a back and they click together and it just it looks so cool. I don't, I don't, I don't want Funko Pops. I don't need Funko Pops, but I kind of want some right now. Dude, that's the that's the hard thing about Funko Pops. Like, so I I think I've told this story before. This is like probably early covid like 2020 you know i'm at walmart like nobody's there you know it's like a ghost town and i'm like yeah, i'm already here i'm gonna look at the toys and i walked by the electronics and i saw marvel zombies and i'd already told myself i'm done with funko no more funko but i i saw these marvel zombies and so they had um you know uh, hulk and wolverine and deadpool but they're all zombies and i'm like that's that's kind of fun you know and it's like a subline so it's like it's its own thing outside of Marvel. And I look on the back and they have four. And I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. So I, I do a little Googling. And it's like, oh, well, they also have a New York Comic Con exclusive Magneto. And they have an SDC exclusive like Silver Surfer. Oh, and then there's like the Amazon Loot Crate box or whatever it's called. And that, you know, that one's going for like $85. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> like within that, just that quick Google search, I was like, I can't do this. Like, and I think that's the problem with with some of these collections and toy lines is it becomes so hard to to collect them all. You kind of just tap out, right? One hundred percent. Like I tapped out, but I felt like I I tapped out in a, a wrestling match where you know the tap outs and the grabbing the ropes doesn't count because I was tapping, but I still was like. Those are some nice looking things. Like it's and. <laughs> Jeff and and Breaker, we you know we've all talked about this in the past, but like when whatever current line you're looking to collecting, like Street Fighter, I'm up to date. Like don't need any Street Fighter. I'm you know I'm I'm good on my wrestling. I'm good on like on everything that that I'm looking for. You're you're looking for that. <laughs> you're looking for that fix. I mean, there's really <laughs> oh yeah no, yeah like. like 
I like Spider-Man. I liked the movie. I don't necessarily like Funko Pops, but that's yep. two likes out of three. That's 66 and a third percent. Big I'm ready. Pump would be happy with that number. <laughs> Th- thank you, Scott Steiner. <laughs> Scott Travis Fowler. <laughs> um, so I've got to ask, who is the condiment king? Is it exactly what I think it is? So do you remember him from the show? I don't even remember him from the show. Yes. He he showed up at the very beginning of an episode. If I recall, I think he might have been even voiced by Kevin Smith. Now, I, I okay. like I said, I'm not completely up to date on my lore, but he was he's a regular guy in a green jumpsuit with yellow like rain boots and yellow swimming trunks over his green bodysuit. He's got glasses, but he has a ketchup gun and a mustard gun. And he goes to take out Batman. And obviously he's, he's horrible and he gets taken out immediately. And it's like, you'll never forget me, the condiment King. Like it's, Maybe took a minute and a half, but it was just one of those moments that, like, just stuck. You know, yeah, like, that like is Pucci. Sorry. I, don't, I know I don't, you hate Pucci. Too soon. Too soon. I don't want to hear anybody ever talk bad about wrestling ever again. If somebody's making the condiment king, like, I need a condiment king around the ballpark when I go to a Giants <laughs> game. You know, hey, I just ordered a hot dog. I don't have any ketchup. Yeah, on my... guy yeah. coming out and. Here's your ketchup. Here's your mustard. Got a relish gun coming at you. Absolutely. I love Batman the Animated Series. I don't remember that. I'm sure I've seen it. But even like you, Jeff, when they announced that, I was like, the condiment king, huh? Like, (laughs) that's like a, that's a stretch. And it's weird because like some of like Marvel with Marvel Legends with Hasbro, anytime they do a build a figure, it's usually like a really wanted figure. Right. And their idea is they want to sell um, all the figures in the wave so that you have, you don't have to build it. But, you know, if you have four of the six figures for the build a figure, you're like, oh, I'll buy these other two. I don't really want just so I can build whoever it is. Right. Which I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's smart. I get it. Where Mattel to me has kind of gone the route with the WWE line of kind of taking a less desirable figure as a build a figure, mm-hmm. one that may not sell on his own. Paul Ellering as a manager. Um, Danny Davis, some Doc of the things are, yeah, that they think may not do well on their own, but maybe make them a build a figure, which I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But, but this is interesting, an interesting take because you took a character that most people don't remember and make it a build a figure. I'm like, huh, okay. But I don't think it's a bad call either. I think it's kind of fun because it's like, I've never, I don't think they've ever done any condiment king merchandise that i know of so this is the first no. so that that is kind of cool coming in with the wrestling brain and just kind of you know combining it with wrestling when mattel made the shock master everybody knows the shock master you know mm-hmm. when they made uh isaac yankum mm-hmm. everybody knows isaac yankum and they all remember it for being horrible but they it, it's memorable in the wrestling community so they have a way of taking a character that was memorable in a bad way and spotlighting it. The condiment King I have never heard of. And 
again, I'm on the outside of comic books and stuff. So there's a lot of characters I don't know, but at the same time, I would have probably been sure to I've heard of the condiment King. If this dude shooting ketchup and mustard at people, you know, <laughs> cause I love ketchup and mustard. I should know this. <laughs> well, you know, what's, what's funny with this does well, which they seem to be because I have, I saw the whole wave at one point and I, right. I already had them pre-ordered. So I didn't worry about it. Next thing I know, they are all gone. So mm-hmm. they are moving. Oh, I know Travis, you've talked about trying to find them there. It's not easy. So this could breathe new life into some of these obscure characters, you know, and, if they're going to do a second wave, which I would imagine they are, you know, maybe we'll see another obscure character, which would be kind of fun. And I think McFarlane is doing the right thing with this because, I mean, there's enough Condiment King fans out there, but does he deserve his own individual figure in a package? Right. He, he'd be like the Batman 66. He'd probably be peg warming and all you'd see is a Condiment King, but put them together and it's a reward for everybody. So I, I, I think it was a, a smart, uh, a smart go with, uh, from McFarland. Can we rewind? Did you say there was a lot of condiment King fans? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Barry Horowitz has fans. Um, he has- he's getting a figure from zombie. So that is true. The Mulkies yeah. have fans. Mulkey have- Mania is running. Condiment King Mania is <laughs> running wild, bro. Jeff, Jeff, yeah. you yeah. you're you're the hot dog person. You 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 might be the Condiment King with all the hot dogs under your bed. You will never That's catch why me. He's getting so defensive. <laughs> <laughs> Look the other smoke bomb, flash bomb, <laughs> reflect, deflect. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, I had to find out about this. I've never heard of this character, and I. I didn't ask my buddy. He's as goofy. He's as goofy as he sounds. Like, and if you Google him, it's you'll be like, if I were to imagine that, like, yep, that's exactly. And he's got like a C on his chest for condiment, because like a Superman ripoff. Like, it's like yeah. every just like bad superhero villain that you can think of. Definitely fun though. So Jeff, I want to switch it over to something you were kind of hitting me up with earlier about the Toy Hall of Fame. Yes, um, you, you found out about this. So kind of let everyone know what you found out. This is pretty cool stuff. Yes. Yeah, so there is a National Toy Hall of Fame. It is in Rochester, New York. And they had just completed. So we're late to the party. They had just completed the finalist or the inductees or the voting for the 11 that are up to go into the hall. But they also have what they call the Forgotten Five. And if you guys happen to have the notes on it by chance, the Forgotten Five, was, that voting's up as well. It was on October 24th. That was Transformers, My Little Pony. Um, I'm missing three others, but one of those will get another chance to go into the hall. So the uh, Fisher-Price Corn Popper. Yes. Pez. Oh, classic. Pez, yep. And the pogo stick. Pogo stick. So I'm praying Transformers gets to go in because those those five have been up for the voting before but have never gone in. So we will find out on November 9th. Oh. So by next week, we should know. Or actually, we'll probably find out the following week because we, we recorded a day before or two days before the show drops. So the Fisher-Price corn popper, like obviously this is more of a girl's toy. But mm-hmm. 
I Has had it? one. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like what I was gonna say is, I feel like every girl that I knew as a kid had this. Like young girl, like all my female cousins. My sister had one. Like this is a huge. I think I mean, the boys had the the bubble mowers instead of the, the yeah popcorn yeah yeah popper. But it's it's one of those weird toys where it's like, what do you do with this thing? You know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, I know it's a different age range, but I'm looking at Optimus Prime over here, and I'm like, he'd Autobot roll out on that thing, you know? (laughs) The fact that Transformers is not in the Hall of Fame already baffles me. But right now, there, or I should say, we'll find out on November 9th, but there were 11 people up for induction, or 11 uh, level, excuse me, 11 toy lines, I should say. And that was uh, Ninja Turtles, Bop It, I, I got it right here. You want me to read them to you? Please. So this was because some of these aren't really toys. So that's weird. Um, baseball cards. Yeah. Battleship. Bingo, which that's not really a toy. Uh, that's the game, right? Bop it. That's a fun one. Cabbage Patch Kids. Uh, choose your own adventure game books. Connect Four. Little Tykes Cozy Coop. I have no idea what that is. Nerf slime and the teenage mutant ninja turtles i had like, to oh go ahead sorry no no, no please I, oh I okay have... the little tykes cozy coop it's that little car you guys That's would right. you would know it if you saw it. it yeah that 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 belongs i i would agree with that but so a lot of those induct inductees are i i know they're questionable on some of them but when you think of a toy hall of fame, it doesn't, it, I know you kind of made the comment, you know, something about a board game. You were like, eh, board games, I think should go in because those to us were, was game time. Well, I know mm-hmm. bingo. The reason I say bingo, cause I, I always consider that more of like a, not a board game, I guess more like let's play that. Are at they the talking about center. ECW figures? Um, whoops (laughs) those are in the bingo hall hall oh Oh. the improv over here i swear uh yes (laughs) but slime's a weird one because that's just like i don't i don't know like i don't choose stuff like that for this show as like a main event because it's like oh it's slime so it was greasy and goopy all right. Well, next week we're covering. You know, it's like, what do you say about it? So, so I don't know. I had to grab Some my. I don't agree with. So I had to grab my fully posable notes from last week because I have everything right here. Now, there are some interesting things that are already in the Hall of Fame. Ooh. For example, I'll read off some good ones, and then I'm about to get to one. So Barbie, Barbie's in the National Toy Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. Bicycle. That's a toy. Definitely I agree. Big wheel. Hundred percent. Here's the weird one. Blanket. So what is this like a toy blanket you cover your dolls up with? I, I, that just doesn't compute, you know, that just doesn't make sense. Uh, no. I, 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 uh, I think and Jeff, you may you can back me up on this. Uh, mm-hmm. could break right now, you're just a couple years younger, but I think they're going for a blanket like Linus because when you were younger some kids carried around a blanket like Linus did on on peanuts and you you know I'm gonna make it a cape I'm gonna wear it as a 
uh, hood, like I'm stretching, but I'm re- like, I see where you're going with that. That makes sense. I always kind of considered it after I had read it off on the show last week, I was thinking a blanket, like when a, a girl gets her dolls and she lays her yeah. dolls down for bed and she puts the blanket yeah. over. So that's the only thing I was kind of thinking. Well, but that would be like, to me, including like cartoon underoos in there, <laughs> right? Like it's not a yeah, toy. Absolutely. It's, a, it's, it's clothing. It, not the same thing. Like, I don't know. Like, yes, I guess you could use it with your toys, but a, no, a blanket. No, that's dumb. Who who are making these decisions? That's what Chad, I was curious. Chad, your new job is to go kick their ass. All <laughs> yeah. Right? Chad, you are the uh, TB Toy Cash GM. Go kick yes. their ass. No, okay, don't kick their ass, dude. Just talk to them about what the hell they're thinking. Anyways. Talk to them nicely, but don't be afraid to slap them. <laughs> so I'll read down a little bit more. So bubbles. So I view that I, as yeah, stick. That. Yep, soapy water, yeah. all that stuff. Candyland. It's a board game. I'm fine with that. Checkers. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chess. No. Uh, cardboard. I feel like that's like an adult. Like, I mean, a kid can enjoy it, but there's, you've got to think with chess. Like, you, it's yeah, not that'd like, be like reactive and... chips in there. That's not, that's not a toy. Okay. Cardboard box. That, no, that's making your own toy because you don't have like any other toys. Like when I, I went to my grandparents' house as a kid, I had no toys there, so I played in cardboard boxes. You know, no, that's not that, not at all. Exactly. So there's some questionable ones in here that you're you're already scratching your head about. The cardboard box should go into the feline hall of fame, not the toy hall of fame. Agreed. But here is the one that got me, and I said this on the show last week, and it, I Scott and I just we just shook our head because it just does not make sense. So I'll just kind of, I don't know, like that one too, that one too. Oh, is that one of them? Stick is in the National Toy Hall of Fame because they say that stick can be played with your pets. Uh, It can be used as like, I just completely threw that out, out of randomness. (sighs) Okay. You you can, okay. Who did you can poke your eye out with? Who, who, Who did, who took the TV remote control and like gave it wrestling moves when they were a kid? Oh, I still do that. <laughs> right. It, it's not a toy. It's a remote control. Like you can make anything a toy. That's not the point of what this is. That's a really weird inclusion. Take that power bomb Roku remote. <laughs> yeah. I'll um, take my, my iPhone into an F5. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the one that really got me. And I'll kind of do a couple that lead up to it. So uh, rubber duck. Okay. Rubik's yeah, Cube. It's like the first bathroom toy. Or yeah. bathtub toy. Rubik's Cube. I'm going with Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Okay. Here's the one that got me. Sand. Hmm. That is not, uh, I mean, like, is sand like going to the beach? I would be bed? okay with a sand box, honestly, but just um... sand, like, you, sand can be in a fish tank. Like, that's not. Uh, sand is like an outside activity like your swing set your right my 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 backyard had grass grass is not a toy you know come on it's not on here no (laughs) no okay also kids play i mean whoever went to like the ballpark if your sibling was playing baseball and you played on the dirt pile Mm -hmm. dirt's not a toy. what about the little creek at the bottom of the hill or right little creek at the bottom of the hill is not in here (laughs) 
Maybe next year. Maybe next Maybe. year. Yeah, that's our goal is to get Little Creek at the bottom of the hill in there. Sand? Little Creek at the bottom of yeah. the hill. But now, now, granted, they did sell like those sand buckets and stuff with the shovel. Mm-hmm. But that's a toy, not the sand. Like, no, that's let ridiculous. Me, let me take you back to the 80s. Can you imagine a mom and dad sitting there and going, hey, little Johnny, what do you want for Christmas? Do you know if he would have said a stick? They would have been like, hell yeah, he did not say USS flag. This kid is, <laughs> this kid is well, money. I'm going to get you this Cobra Commander. I guess we'll just get you a stick. We'll get you a stick, yeah. Just go pull it off the tree in the back. And there's. Well, you know, the way they still do the, the action figures now with like the cardboard casing, you could open that up instead of getting like a new Iron Man figure, you do get a stick. So, I mean, true. true. It's ahead of its time. <laughs> So um, I did actually get a text from, again, my friend Norm, who used to live out in upper New- upper state New York or in that area. And he said, hey, dude, the National Toy Hall of Fame sucks. He goes, it's not as good as it sounds, which actually made me really sad because a National Toy Hall of Fame, it should be, man, it should be like. I don't know how to put it. It should be like a baseball hall of fame. Something people mm-hmm. would want to go to us. Right. Ki- us 80s kids would want to go to this national yeah. toy hall of fame. Why am I just finding out about it now? It's been in existence for a while. Probably because it sucks. Oh, good point. Uh, well, okay. Here's, here's my thought on this. Like because of sand. Of- <laughs> yeah. Any hall of fame, there should be like a board that votes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the three of us would not vote in a stick. No, not even. We would close. not vote in sand, right? Like, like Rubik's cube. I guess you could say, eh, it's not really a toy. Okay, well, but it, you know, it kind of is. It would be sold in the toy aisle, so I'm okay with that. Same with board games. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of those are just dumb. Some other ones that are in there, and I'll just name off a few. There's 80 toys in the Hall of Fame as of right now. I. I will just read off a few. I'm not going to go over all 80. The Atari 26 game system, 2600 game system, I should say. Yeah, I agree I, with that. I um, agree. The, let me jump back to that. Hold on. It's all. Can I, ask, can I ask a quick question? Please Prior do. to the next one. Are those the famed Ozer papers that I'm seeing? No, no. The crows haven't been dropping them off. They've been too tired. Oh, my bad. I just got real. I was like, ooh, this They've is been, a piece of paper. They've been hitting up some RTs out in Tracy. Um, so where is it? Oh, Nintendo Game Boy. There it is. I'm going. Yes. Game Boy. I think I think any video game can be considered a toy. Mm-hmm. I think anything like that, like Tiger Electronics, I consider a toy. Um, and honestly, baseball cards seemed like a stretch, but you know, it's something you collect. So I guess that's Dude, fine. Baseball cards were made. I. I want like Jeff talked about like uh, on fully posable. Like I have those memories of eighty-seven tops chasing Conseco, Bonds, McGuire, eighty-eight tops, and they were twenty-five cents a pack. Mm-hmm. And like you just went and you bought two or three, and you're, I mean, it, it the joy of Mookie Wilson was for real <laughs> in the late 80s 
thing, the, the thing is, if you're going to include baseball cards, I think comic books would belong then. Oh, they should absolutely be. In. Definitely. You know, like there's so many, but like all of this stuff belongs more than a stick. I 100% agree. Although the next main event on TV Toycast will be a stick. I mean, come on. So, oh boy. Like, what and, about uh, Travis? You're sitting in on that one, dude. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> If if uh, if stick doesn't go in, what about log? Does anyone would Ren and Stimpy be upset if log? I because it a... does roll downstairs in solo or pairs. And it's it, log, and it will roll over <laughs> your neighbor's dog. It did. It did. So you know? maybe it, we it, should nominate log. It's it's fits on your back and great for a snack. It's log log it log. Is. <laughs> I, I would bet it would roll down that hill into the creek at the bottom and then be a boat. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, I wanted to go over this because I agree with most of the toys that are in here, but there are some real, real head scratchers. Masters of the Universe is in there. Yeah, Match- that belongs. Matchbox Cars is in there. Monopoly, Mr. Potato Head, Pinball. Like all of these make sense to me. Paper Airplane is in there. I actually kind of, I, I dig that. I like that. People still throw them at baseball games. I, I will say I would argue paper airplane if stick wasn't in there. But <laughs> but no, like again, you can uh there's well there was also remember like if you ever like went to a a place where you played arcade games and got tickets, they had like those cardboard style paper airplanes mm-hmm. with like the that, rubber yeah, band propeller. Yeah, yes. like that's a that's yep. a toy. So I, I think that's fine. Um I don't know. That's that's really that's bizarre. This should they're probably using toy to get notoriety and it hasn't worked. It sounds like with with toy fans. But this sounds like more like a a playing Hall of Fame of things that you played with, not like unless they've just got a wide uh, definition of, of toy. But because you play with all of these things in some way, shape or form, you, they're yeah. not boys so well but i mean like if you think about the things you did as a kid i played kickball a lot in my neighborhood oh you know like like we used to make like hopscotch courses on the sidewalk maybe chalk chalk yeah but it's like (laughs) it's nominee so so to uh kind of both your points uh sidewalk chalk is in the national toy hall of fame good job travis and also for um to kind of go off of ball ball is in the national toy hall of fame so there get your mind out of the gutters there are different (laughs) there are different types of balls such as basketball you can't say it without laughing basketball football kickball soccer ball so there's a lot of different types so ball just ball is in the hall of fame what about a swing set is that in there uh let me look under s's because I felt like swing sets were huge in the 80s, right? Like oh, if you had a swings in your backyard, that was a big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, swing sets were huge back then. Uh skateboard, silly putty, slinky, Star Wars action figures. God damn it, stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. Super soaker, then swing. Oh, okay. I'm 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 fine with that. Well, I mean, like, and I get like putting the old school, like a like marbles, jacks, not the toy company the actual game you know barrel of monkeys you know that stuff like that's all stuff that's been around for magic eight ball uh-huh. yeah it's not stuff we would probably grab today but like 
does it belong in like a toy hall of fame? Sure it does because it's, you know, it was, it was big in its, in its day. So I'm fine with that. Etch a sketch maybe, you know, but a stick, come on. That's not even, you're not, that's not even a thing. Titan Tron live should be in the national toy hall of shame. Just saying from Jax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that and, uh, you know, uh, the vibrating wrestlers from WCW. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are already in our hall of shame. So yeah. Uh, so it's kind of disappointing that I have never even heard of this National Toy Hall of Fame until I asked Alexa to play the news one night when I got home and I was cooking dinner and they did a story on the National Toy Hall of Fame and the finalist and all that stuff. And I was like, what the hell? There's a toy yeah. hall of fame? Like this just blew me away. So of course I'm on my phone Googling about mm-hmm. Toy Hall of Fame. I wish it was bigger. Like there should be something that like, really shines the spotlight on this because this is something us 80s kids should be gravitating to you know if we're ever out in new york or if you live around that section Mm -hmm. of new york have you gone will you go will you go back you know stuff like that like how are we just finding out about this now so anyways i wanted to bring this to the attention i brought it up on fully opposable uh already talked to a few people about it and uh just thought i'd also bring it up here you damn pissed me all off with this. Oh, I'm all red now. <laughs> no more um, Cooperstown for me. No baseball Hall of Fame. I'm going to the other up part of upstate New York to the toy hope, Hall of Fame. I hope they actually have a stick displayed <laughs> because I, I I would love to just take a picture of that stick. But and just be now, like, here, this is nice. Now I think it's now the push to get wrestling figures into the Hall of Fame because. It, the fact that they're not is pretty insane. And here's and this is a non-biased thing, but any any pretty much any toy line has had ebbs and flows, but wrestling figures have pretty much stayed steadfast for what thirty plus years now, almost forty years. For, for I would say forty. I well, mean, I was yeah. born in eighty one. Jeff, you're a little bit older than me, and they've been around. So they were around. Oh. Bef- they were around before, but it was like. I can't even explain. It was like these big, scary puppet dolls type things, but mm-hmm. it kicked off with the popies that nobody ever knew about and really took off when the LJNs and the Remcos hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but if you even say even 85, which is the year I was born, I'm 38 now. So almost 40 years. Right. And there was a little bit of lull, like after Hasbro to Jack's, but even just toys is in there and, you know, original San Francisco toy makers. So realistically, our entire most of our entire lives wrestling mm-hmm. figures have existed in some form or fashion mm-hmm. i think more so than like ninja turtles because they've had lulls where they didn't make toys star wars had lulls where they didn't make toys masters of the universe certainly did mm-hmm. so wrestling certainly belongs so that's my thing is like i think there needs to be a push i'm sending an email uh there needs to be a push to get wrestling figures in next year because i agree continuously through 85 to now wrestling figures have been a constant and i'm not just talking about wwf there have been many and like breaker just said original san francisco toy makers galoob knockoffs there have been knockoff wrestling figures so many knockoffs muscle men oh yeah well those came out like 82 yeah you have tna figures you have uh ftc you have i mean so many figures throughout the years it's been a constant staple in everybody's life is those wrestling figures and how wrestling figures aren't in right now baffles me yeah it is it is pretty odd 
Um, I will say though, Travis, I don't know if they've made a Marvel Legends of Daredevil's trainer, but I want to get that now. Oh, stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If uh if you get nominated, will you now be known as Stick Breaker if you get to the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, this this stick thing bothers me. And I know Steve Hoker's already designed four shirts and molding a stick now. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's already made up a thing that says Hall of Fame with just a stick. <laughs> so I, I remember when I when I played baseball as a young kid, there was a game that all the kids played called cup ball. Because if you'd get your concession stand drink, which was like a like a Pepsi cup, uh, once you drank it all, you could crush it all down into like a ball. And they would throw it to you, you hit it with your hand, and they had this little baseline that you would run yeah. cup ball does not belong in the toy hall of fame because that would be insane right <laughs> yes we played cut ball that is stupid like <laughs> no let come on so anyways yes i wanted to bring this to uh everybody's attention i just want to kind of get it out there that there is a national toy hall of fame again i don't know how many people knew about this and it would be it would be fun to to find out more information about who's in charge of this I would actually like to have him on the podcast, not to grill him about the stick thing, but just kind of to see what the uh, that Sad. will come up though. Yeah, um, you can go to museumofplay.org. Uh, there is there is a section on there that you can go. You can go see all the uh, ones that are in the Hall of Fame. You can buy tickets to the Hall of Fame. Uh, again, it's in Rochester, New York. Again, that's museumofplay.org, and it's all over there. Well, speaking of that, there's actually an action figure museum I found out like three hours from me. Oh, and uh, it's in a town called Paul's Valley. I've never actually been there. Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, but it's an action figure museum. And I thought about making the drive, although I've heard it's not that great. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think it would be kind of cool to see at least once, you know, and um, I wish more stuff like that existed, you know, museums, uh, history of toys. Yeah, exactly. Because to kind of see that. Like, again, with um, the Toys That Made Us, I'll, I'll bring that up again. Like, when they show the Ninja Turtles and, like, the different incarnations, it's cool to see where they started to where they ended up. Same with wrestling figures, mm -hmm. seeing, like, an LJN to a Hasbro, Jax, you know, Mattel, and kind of seeing, like, how they all changed over the years. But you can kind of, like, if you don't know anything about wrestling figures, you can see an LJN and be like, wow, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. See a Hasbro. That's also really cool, but totally different, you know, and, and mm -hmm. so on. So... I think seeing that is, is cool. And, you know, I'll bring up something, you know, that Jeff, you brought up years ago, how it's, you know, everybody kind of wants the same scale nowadays because they want everything to be compatible. But yeah, man, there's something about seeing, you know, a, an eight inch figure or a four inch figure or a six inch figure or seeing like a He-Man style, which is bigger and bulkier or, you know, Star Wars scale, which is thinner and shorter. Like it, to me, that's what makes toys fun is seeing that variety. Mm -hmm. uh somebody said it best that we're kind of in a a six inch dilemma right now uh yeah. where they has to hey 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 <laughs> i saw that look <laughs> what <laughs> listen scott tune no i'm just kidding um but we're kind of in that dilemma now where everybody's got to be like oh it's got to be in the same scale as my wwe elite figures and mm. how many points of articulation Man, give me a superstars figure over some of these elite figures any day of the week. I'll take that. Those things make me way happier than an elite figure or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. Why do you think that is? Is it because it's different? 
is it is that enough to make you think wow like this is really cool because like if you look at the superstars figures i could see them not being everybody's cup of tea Mm -hmm. but to me they look like toys and i think that's the biggest drawing point for me personally and they look great yeah i mean that it it doesn't have 96 points of articulation because i don't need 96 points of articulation on a superstars figure give me that cartoonish look toyish look as well and I will be happy. I will be happy wrestling them in a Remco style ring. That will make me so happy more than being able to make sure my sharpshooter looks perfect. And, you know, I'm able to hook the arm under the leg or whatever Mm. it is or whatnot. That's cool and all that's great for figure photography, but man, give me those superstar figures in a Remco ring. I'll be happy all day. Mm -hmm. Travis, what do you think about that? I, (laughs) You guys have, because uh, I still listen every week. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. It's all, <laughs> hey, listen, like it's, it's one of my my guilty pleasures, but like I still just, even though I'm not on every week, I still, I still listen. But hearing you guys talk about it, like every, every week and like I, I look at them every time and I've picked up a handful. Like I've got Hogan Hall, Nash, Papa Shango, and like, like boy, I should get that Sean because that it looks good. Like the paint apps are good; they're colorful, they're crisp. They're to me a mix of like they're the glossy, great color paints, the color painting of a Hasbro, but yet the movement of a He Man and a Remco. So it's like because when you look down the aisle, you see a sparkly green Teddy Biasi or. At least in Ohio, I know it's not in California. A blue honky tonk man, poor <laughs> <laughs> honky, but like it catches your eye. You're like, wow, that's like, it looks cool and it's bright. It it takes your eye to it, and then you know you, you look at some of the others and wow, look at that mankind. Like it's brown, but it's not like a dark, dingy mm-hmm. brown, like a dull brown, like it. It's a eye popping like I, I guess the best comparison. I, I feel like they're using a Crayola crayon color palette. Bright mm. brings you catches your attention and like, oh well, this isn't color accurate brown. Who cares? It's brown. And it's it, he wore brown or green or I, I I guess like I said, long story short is like while I picked up a couple, you know, seeing you know, I, I've picked some up for you, Jeff, and I picked some up for you, Breaker. Like, it's like, oh, man, like, ugh. it's that that slippery slope. Like, I haven't dived in because I love the Masters of the WWE Universe because I actually took, you know, some of the W. I, I made essentially superstar customs out of the Motu guys. And it's, I don't know, I, they're, they're great. It's just I've I've got to... You know, as we as we've all talked about before, I've got to pick and choose, and that's just on the scale of importance of things to get. It hasn't nudged off Origins or um, like some Marvel Legends, some McFarlane Elites, and AEW Supremes. Did you get the CM Punk, by the way? No, I'm on the lookout. I really, really. Uh, pitchfork time i 
Punk has said some horrible things, but I really love that figure. And I I I have rose colored glasses with CM Punk. Um I I met him uh back in the Ring of Honor days when they would come to Dayton. Um I heckled him one time. I was second row in a Ring of Honor and uh it was him and Ace Steel versus uh Austin Aries and it wasn't Roderick. I forget who the third member of Generation Next was, but they had a tag match. And Punk had just jobbed to Simon Dean on Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> and I heckled Punk like, look at Punk's abs. He's on the Simon system. And he turns around. He's like, hell yeah, I was. And he's like pointing to his abs. So like, <laughs> like I know he said some controversial things and some people love him some people hate him but like i just have that like attachment to to punk and seeing that figure like that reminds me of the good times in aew when he won the title when he came out so uh, i i am always on the lookout for it um yeah i hate to ask but if any listeners find one paypal ready shoot me a message you know i i would love to to get one because it's you know and i know jeff's looking too Yep. Sorry for the cheap plugs. Well, to be fair, you know, I think everyone has that opinion about CM Punk. That's not really it. It's neither here nor there, but that could be his last like modern figure. I think they're doing an ROH days figure mm-hmm. in the shorts, but I mean, you figure at this point, there probably won't be any more. And, and I've said this before, and I'm sure you guys can agree. Like I, I don't think at this point it's probably a good move for him to go anywhere else. I don't see it working out very well, but I think honestly he should get a legends deal with WWE because I think him in the video games, him getting new figures. Like I think a CM Punk superstars figure would be freaking phenomenal. Oh, horribly. Oh, right. And and I mean, you could, I know every year at the video game, they usually do a pre-order bonus. Bingo! There it is, CM Punk edition or Straight yeah. Edge Society, or you know, do a CM Punk storyline like they did with the Fiend, or like they did the Attitude yeah. Era, like yeah, that'd and, be like, cool. And they could and they could kind of re-release some stuff. They could do new stuff if they wanted to. But um, to me, that's leaving money on the table to not pursue that, even if he never gets back in the ring. You know, make toys. Why not? Yeah. Well. We'll find out Survivor Series, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know. I think they, if he doesn't come out of Survivor Series, I say it's probably not happening. But you never know. I mean, I, I could also see them thinking like, you know what? Let's let's try it. I think anything uh, can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. I'm yes, he can. If it doesn't happen in Survivor Series, the last ditch time will be uh, Royal Rumble. If it doesn't happen at Rumble, then I think yes. we could just put the nail in the coffin on that one. So again, sorry, Chad, because we're going to ruin your life <laughs> here with all these things, but you know what I, was funny? I don't mind wrestling. <laughs> I don't hate wrestling. <laughs> I, I love it, Chad. <laughs> um, I thought of this and I, this is something I hadn't thought of, but I was, Ooh, that might be the catalyst. CM Punk has always wanted one thing. He wanted to wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin. And for years, we didn't see that as being possible. But it is possible. So, you know, it, that's I'm not saying that that 
would be enough to make them say, yeah, let's go ahead and bring him in. But you might be able to kill two birds with one stone because his thing was, I never wrestled Steve Austin and I never main evented a WrestleMania. Main evented the last yeah. match main event. Boom. If you can do that at next WrestleMania on one of the nights mm-hmm. and you say like Saturday night, cause Sunday night will be saved for Roman and insert name here. But on Saturday night, if you can do like what they did with Kevin Owens and Steve Austin back in 2022 in Dallas and do it with Stone Cold and CM Punk, just saying. Anyways. Probably what anyone thinks, that's a money match. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, man. Butts and seats right there. Yeah. So, and here's the thing with them, if, if that is their plan to do something along those lines, they're going to completely, you know, make people think that this is not happening, throw people off the scent. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not interested. You know, it's like, oh, okay. You know, at the same time, this is different management, right? Triple H is charge of creative, but it's new management. It's a different company, essentially. So mm-hmm. who's to say? But again, like I said, even if that doesn't happen, I think a Legends deal should definitely happen because CM Punk getting uh, action figures, video games, T-shirts, all that stuff, I think would be... Uh, Ice cream bars. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> they actually re-released some ice cream bars. I never once saw them at uh, Walmart, which they were supposed to be at. Never saw them. I never, I didn't either. Good point. I forgot about that. By the way, I'd like to point out that a stick went into a Hall of Fame before CM Punk did. Anyways. Ooh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, st- I'm just kind of poking fun at that stick thing. That just kind Are of- you poking him with a stick? Boom. The, the stick thing is, I don't know. That's going to be hard for me to let go because that's just weird. I mean, I, I mean, like, okay, like if you're going to put the stick in, then you need to put the snake game from the Nokia phone in because I played that oh, yeah. all the time, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, 100%. Or Tetris. Or Solitaire because everybody played Solitaire on their computer. Is, is, oh, yeah. Hangman. Is cards, a deck of cards in there? Ooh. That, that should be. That, I just thought of that on the air. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. Checkers. Uno. Chess, Uno. Coloring. A specific type of deck of cards. <laughs> uh, Coloring book. Crayola cans. No. Do- Dollhouse. Dominoes. Duncan Yo-Yo. Dungeons and Dragons. Easy Bake. Okay. Uh, light bright. Hey, aren't we talking about that soon? Yeah, that's next week. All right, we're talking about a t- Hall of Fame toy. I, I'll legit, I'll, I'll admit this. I put that up as a joke because I didn't think anyone would vote for it, and it freaking won. <laughs> so, I thought light bright was tonight. I forgot about the Just Toys Bendems, but uh, I'm glad that my kids don't listen. But uh, there might they there are new LED light brights now that are more that are brighter and they have been bought for a specific day in the future from a specific person um because i i don't want them to hear me they're asleep so but they are uh they're out there and the new ones are super super cool really nice well, yeah that's they're led they're, a- they're in walmart um they're right now they're in a disney package with mickey mouse but uh an led light bright are they cost effective I mean, I don't know. I, stay tuned. Uh, in uh, January, I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I just saw them, and 
I loved my light bright and and I was like, I, I can't wait to tell the guys about this because like I it is because I loved mine and then I saw this new LED yeah. and it's brighter and the, the bulbs are are brighter and I was like they've got a new updated oh, light that's, bright. That's cool. Again, that's kind of one of those things where that's stood the test of time. And so I, I don't I don't oppose any board game that's been around for 30, 40 years going in the Hall of Fame because I think it definitely should, you know, any the, of those that have been around that long. By the way, Uno is in the uh, National Toy Hall of Fame. Perfect. Uno is a great game. I always loved Uno. It was, especially when you had the uh, reverse skip three. Boom. Oh, yeah. Draw and four. Draw <laughs> four. <laughs> and then you place your last card down and it's like draw four more. That's the play of all plays in Uno. Your last card is the draw four. You just like, boom, like the gangster glasses come on and you just <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> that's it. That yeah, man. It. Oh, man. That's that's. Man, it's so many memories. I, I, it's weird now. I feel like, um, kids today, like I remember as a kid playing board games with my family all the time. I don't feel like it's as, it's a, as much a thing anymore. You know, I don't know if that's just the cell phone generation, YouTube or what have you, but I feel like just, you don't see that as much anymore. Not as much with families. You'll see it among uh, friends. Uh, a lot of friends will get together and do a board game. But families, no, you don't see that. You don't hear about that much anymore. Yeah, they're board not, games were huge. They're not fast paced enough for like with the ads and the flashing and like the yeah. mobile games. Like you know, we've played Candyland, Shoots and Ladders. Um, a big one here that we still play is Hungry Hungry Hippos because of the constant, constant pace. But like, might be the loudest game in history, <laughs> right? But like it. If anything requires, I don't want to say thought because I'm not trying to downplay kids, but like anything that that requires, you know, Battleship, I've tried playing that and it's like, Dad, Battleship's boring. Oh, like, Battleship was so fun. I love Battleship. Yeah. But Blue's you know, another fun one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I would guess just from my own experience of, of having a, a six and an eight year old that it's just that. It, it's in this instant world that we live in, like instant gratification and shiny things. And it just doesn't pop quick yeah. enough to, to keep attention. Well, and, and I'll bring this up and this is kind of a, a way off thought, I guess, but, and I know this is my nephew. My nephew likes toys. He does. He likes action figures. Um, I, he loves going with me to the toy store and stuff and, and looking at everything. But I don't think he loves action figures like I love action figures. And, and Travis, you have a, a son about his mm -hmm. age. So I was just kind of curious your thoughts, because I feel like today a kid's more invested. And, and I get it. Like my dad's generation, he told me they always played outside. That's what they did. Because there's Was he invested in stick? Probably was, right? And um, <laughs> and sand. <laughs> and sand. Because, you know, when he was growing up, the only action figure they really had were like G.I. Joe's, like the big mm -hmm. ones. And so now, you know, my generation is like we had television. We had Nintendo. We had, you know, as I've got a little bit older, computers and then the internet and cable and everything else. So 
the allure to play outside wasn't nearly as big. Nowadays, kids that have YouTube and I mean, not only like when we got home after school, I'm sorry, I put my mic. We watched the specific shows, right? Full House, Family Matters, because that's what was on TV. Now, pretty much anything you want to watch is on. At any given time. At any given time with streaming. So, like, if you think about it, when, when we were kids, like, if you had a wrestling tape, that was the best thing. You could pop that in whenever. Or if you could rent a wrestling tape. The entire professional wrestling library is on Peacock, for the most part. Yep. Pretty much anything you want to watch in pro wrestling for 40 years is there at your fingertips. So I wonder if that has taken away the love of, I don't know, well, baseball cards is another one, right? We all love buying baseball cards. Just open a pack, seeing who you got, right? Comic cards, Travis, I know you're into those as well. Mm -hmm. I don't, I know collectors are into baseball cards. I don't. I mean, I know at different points, I was into Hot Wheels. I was into Micro Machines. I don't feel like kids today have ever really felt that. So I'm curious what it's going to be like when they're older. Like, what are they going to be nostalgic for, right? That's tough to say. Um, Sidebar, I've been wanting to ask this question for weeks. And since we talked about appointment TV, and you know, like you said, like, Oh, you come in and you 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 watch this TV, you watch this, and and Jeff, this is for you. Hate to put you on the spot, but I know you always like uh, as an East Coast guy, uh, Ohio guy. Saturday, mine was TBS six oh five, and you're always like at three oh five. You know, we went, we watched our cartoons, we played outside, and then we were in at three oh five. My question, and this is the old person to me: Did your commercials actually say three oh five, or did they say? 605 with like a graphic at the bottom that was like 305. There I know a, that's dumb, but like, there was a slash there. It said 305 PT 605 ET. So there was okay. like a slash in the middle, but okay. I was always, I was always confused by that. I was like, wait a second. There's different time zones. Like not everything is like 305 <laughs> right now. You know, mine was 505. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah, we we I mean I missed it, draw so many times because I didn't understand time zones. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm dead serious because they would always they would always give me the East Coast time. I'm one hour behind that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, eight o'clock, here we go. And then it's like commercials. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> it's over. Here's stupid silk stockings. <laughs> or, hey, nothing wrong with silk stocking. Or I mean, never is mind, it, never mind. Damn it, <laughs> silk stocking. <laughs> but uh anyway, back to we'll I'll get back on track. Um I don't know. Um, There, I think it's more experiences. And, you know, we're all of that age of having fond memories of video games. And I think they will have, like, when we talk about moments in wrestling of, oh, man, I remember that or I remember that. I think they'll have, because of all of these changes within video games, like, Hey, do you remember that one summer in Fortnite where such and such came in or that one with, do you remember when they changed the map or do you remember when uh, Minecraft did this or like, I think that it, that will be because a lot of these games are like, I don't want to say evergreen, but like Minecraft has been out and played constantly now for 
over 10 years. That's a long time for the same video game, and it's been updates. So I think it might be phases or seasons within a a video game or um, things along along those lines. That's my my best like shot in the dark. Well, and, and you know, like I I was at Walmart today. And I've mentioned this before, but vinyl records are back, right? Mm-hmm. It makes no real sense to buy a vinyl record this day and age with uh, considering any song I could ever imagine is on my phone for like 99 cents to $1.29, not to mention YouTube. Or but nine ninety nine I... a month for your uh, streaming digital music needs. <laughs> there it is. Um, but maybe if I was like a big music guy, I'd be like, ooh, I want vinyl records. But I can't justify myself buying a $100 plus record player to buy a record, you know, of an album I have on my iTunes account. I, you know, does that make sense? It's just, yeah. for, for me, I'm like, I don't get it. But I guess maybe if you're into that, you're into that. So I, I guess maybe if you're a kid and you're like, I want to collect baseball cards, well, you can collect digital cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to me not the same right. but maybe to the younger generation they're like no this is just as good i don't know i think that they're going to have nostalgia for the actual devices the iphone 12 the iphone 13 maybe not just you know video games or, or maybe video that's games, true but i think the actual devices like ipods you know mm. maybe the ipod will come back in 20 to 30 years and they'll be like Oh yeah, it had the iPod. Maybe that's their nostalgia is the actual device itself. That's a good um speaking of the within this week, um the a iPhone one uh sold for over a hundred and seventy thousand dollars. It was still um, in box, huh? Still wow. in box, yeah. Yep. And it was a five hundred dollar phone. But the first sealed, the first iPhone in a sealed box, and this one even had a receipt, uh, a purchase uh, from the Apple store, sold for uh, close to two hundred thousand dollars. So Jeff, I think you're 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 right as well. It'll be device nostalgia. I mean, Breaker, you just said a couple minutes ago, Snake on Nokia's. Like, who wouldn't kill for a Nokia phone right now that wasn't like yeah. a smartphone? Like. Mm-hmm. You remember you could change the face plates on those? Yep. For Christmas yeah. one year, I got and light a, up antennas. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a like Batman faceplate, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. You know, like check this out—I got a Batman faceplate on my phone. Like it's the stupidest thing, but at the time, it's the second like, second best faceplate of the nineties. <laughs> yeah, behind Spider Man, right? Behind <laughs> Spider Man, right? Right. <laughs> no, behind uh, behind Undertaker's one when he got his orbital bow crushed. That oh. one it is. Sorry. You know what the but, number seven number best faceplate is? What's that? Macho Man Slim Jim faceplate. Ooh, that's a burn. That's. I see what you're going with that. That's a good one. <laughs> well done. Well done. Scott Thank would you. not be. Scott would not be happy with you, but uh, I like. Scott that. doesn't listen. He'll never know this happens. Scott, <laughs> Scott doesn't pay attention to much. <laughs> oh man. Well, at least it's not a stick. <laughs> Did Scott. Ask Scott next week. Scott, did you play with it? I mean, if you already covered it, no spoilers, but we, we need to know if uh, Scott Toon was a stick player. He never played a stick. No, he was always outside playing baseball, 
basketball, football, or then he would come inside and play with his GI Joes or wrestling figures or Star Wars figures. Well, and I'll and I'll say this in all seriousness, like I don't think our parents would have like wanted us to play with sticks. Like that could have been dangerous. Like poking each other. Yeah, in the don't eye run or... with stick. You poke yeah. your eye out. Yeah, yeah. hella slivers. <laughs> yeah could have been horrible so yeah i don't know interesting that's a very very interesting choice but um what do you guys say we dive into some wcw bendums some wcw so wcw wcw millionaire wrestling it's 605 on the tv toy cast you know what's funny is I I never understood the billionaire Ted skits as a kid. I didn't get what that was referencing because I didn't know who Ted Turner was. I mean, I realized that that was like supposed to be Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man and Mean Gene, but I don't know. That was that was a swing and a miss for me as a kid. Just you know, I was ten. You know, so I didn't understand it. So, truth be told, because they did the skit at WrestleMania twelve. Yes. We were- yeah. Yeah. Did they have a match? Uh, no, there was no match. They just did some skit, but they aired it on the back Tron. Cause so when they walked out, they kind of walked out to the side and then down. Well, th- if you remember, there was kind of like a light up screen behind the wrestler when they walked down the yeah. main aisle. Mm-hmm. They aired it complete silence. It was dead during that skit. And everybody was just like, what the hell are we watching? This is dumb. And anyways, those went over like a fart in church, dude. Well, do you remember back in like 07, actually Ace Steel was was in this when they did like the Donald Trump had that big rivalry with Rosie O'Donnell mm-hmm. and they'd had like a match on Raw mm-hmm. and Ace Steel played Donald Trump actually. No. Oh. Yeah. And and so I if I remember right, that whole time, you know, Vince was all about this. This is going to be revolution because I think he knew it would probably hit the news, you know, like because they had this very public you know, um, back and forth. So yeah, the news is going to pick this up, but the whole time the crowd's going like TNA, TNA, like, <laughs> for TNA. Um, just cause like, and it's not that they were probably doing anything groundbreaking over there. It's just like, at least it's like, they're giving us wrestling, you know? And yeah, I don't know. That's just one of those weird things where sometimes a skit can go well and people are into it. Sometimes it just does not. And mm-hmm. those are a couple of cases where it just did not work. Yeah, the one that did work was when Shawn Michaels dressed up as Hogan, and he was, that was on Larry. Oh yeah. my god! Fantastic! Yes. They even made a figure of that. One of my favorite Shawn Michaels, aka Hogan, figures of all time. Uh, it is a great. Is one of the best Jacks figures of of all time. Mm-hmm. Loved it. But anyways, sorry, I had to change the subject because that WrestleMania 12, dude. People were like, "What in the blue hell are we watching right now? This is terrible." It, it definitely was. It definitely was. Um, so WCW Bendems, uh, these came out in 1990 from Just Toys. So the same people that made the WWF Bendems about five years later. Uh, I remember picking up a couple of these. I actually saw these before I saw the Galoob figures. Really? Yeah. And I picked up a couple of them. And, you know, like anything, they were wrestling figures. So I was going to I was going to grab them. Essentially, almost the exact same wave of guys that are in the Galoob line. Mm-hmm. So we'll dive into that here in a second. But first of all, did either of you guys have any of these and memories of them? Travis, I'll start with you. Um, I did. I had, um, I had two. Um, I had Sting because 
it's WCW and you had to have Sting. Mm -hmm. And then I had the other one. Uh, the other one that I did have is uh, Local Boy. You know, I already had a Cincinnati shout out once, but Brian Pillman, uh, mm -hmm. because, you know, we, I, I grew up watching Brian, you know, as a kid playing. Do I remember him playing on the Bengals? No, but I know I watched him, you know, play on the Bengals. So, you know, hearing, Jim Ross say from Cincinnati, Ohio, and the Bengal Tiger Stripes. Like, even though as a diehard Browns fan, I hated his tights, and I always wanted him to have the Browns stripe instead of the Bengal stripes. But you know, that's neither here nor there. But the two I had were were Sting and and Flying Brian. Yeah, Jeff. What about you? Did you have any of these guys? No, nah, I never did. We did see them at KB Toys, uh, but I remember seeing them after Galoobs. I. Because I remember the fateful day, and I've told this story numerous times, Scott leaping up the stairs like a gazelle, dude. Like every third <laughs> step, he hits the top landing. I'm watching WCW. I turn my head to the left, and Scott's holding this big KB Toys white plastic bag. And my eyes get huge. He goes, WCW figures. I'm like, oh, you know, we're like muscling up, you know, hulking up and stuff like that. <laughs> and so he runs into the room turns the bag, flips it upside down, and all the figures fall out. Oh, man. And just cracking them open while watching WCW. What I remember is going back to that KB Toys about two or three weeks later and seeing these on, and I was like, oh, these are terrible. Oh. Yeah. Then, because we already had the Galoobs. Like, we have the better version. Why do we need these? Well, this is the first time I ever saw WCW figures. I grabbed these from a store, and I've talked about it before. Um, there was a store here locally called Woolworth, and oh, yeah. here in, in in the town I live in, and I, I they always had a pretty good action figure selection. I remember getting um, AWA figures, LJNs, these guys, but I hadn't seen the Galoobs yet. And actually, not not long after I got a couple of these guys, I, I finally found the Galoobs, and it was just like, ooh. I got to have these, you know, especially that sting great figure, but no, I had a few of these guys as well. Um, we'll kind of go through the, the lineup here. Uh, first up, we have a uh, double a Arn Anderson rocking the, uh, the white tights trimmed in red, the black knee pads, white and red boots. He has did, red wrist tape, which I'm not a big fan of that, but I guess they're just trying to make him more colorful. Did he have bald, bald spot? I don't think I don't know. Apparently, according to Brian Myers, he was not happy about that. No, I've heard that before. <laughs> he was none too happy about that bald spot, and that's why they had to do the uh, change on it. I so they they actually signed him to the major Bendy's line. Yeah, I'm hoping oh, wow. that's I'm hoping that's his chase figure. It's oh the my gosh, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, bald spot Arn Anderson. I think that would be fantastic. Um. And this is this is a weird thing too because a lot of these guys are relatively similar to their Galoob counterparts. Uh, after Arn, we have Barry Windham, another member of the Horseman. Here he's in his uh, black tights, black cowboy style boots, no knee pads, just like the Galoob, mm -hmm. and his hair pulled back in a ponytail, just like the Galoob. Now was Barry Barry was doing that look around this time, or was that? Yeah, yeah, but the no knee pads is what gets me because I'm like, that's yeah. such a weird detail to include there. Because Arn yeah. has his on, but Barry does not. Um, the one that uh, Mr. Travis had, flying Brian Pillman in the Bengal tights, uh, white boots, black knee pads. Again, they gave him red laces on the boots, 
which he may have had. I don't remember. And then red, or I'm sorry, orange on um, shoelaces and then orange wrist tape. So I guess to try to make them a little bit more colorful. I don't know. It's uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta spice it up when you can. So yeah. Oh, maybe there was a four color minimum or something for every figure. <laughs> and it's like, uh, now what do we do? Ah, throw some red laces on him. Great idea. <laughs> This is where it gets amazing. Butch Reed, he's wearing the exact same Zubaz pants as the Galoob. You know that Just Toys got those still shots or those shots yes. from um, Galoob or whoever took mm-hmm. those still shots, just shared them around. And it was like, all right, we're making these guys in sweatpants. That's what they are. That's exactly it. Uh, then we have the one uh, interesting one of the whole line. El Gigante. And oddly enough, this does not look like his Galoop. He's wearing like his uh, kind of shorts, biker short style trunks. He's uh, He looks quite a bit taller than the rest. I'm not 100% sure. I never saw this one, but I always thought that was cool. El Gigante, right? He was a huge deal in early WCW. That figure scares me for some reason. Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lex Luger. In the green, he's wearing green tights, green knee pads, which he probably did wear. Green wrist tape, not so much. White boots. This one was always weird. He had a weightlifting belt on. I know. That one just like that made zero sense. And I always loved Luger in the green trunks. Yeah. But not that color green. Like Yeah, he, he had more of like a, was it like a like a darker green that he wore? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he had the, uh, he had a fluorescent green, didn't he? Yeah, he had like a neon green, and I felt like he had like a little dark. This is almost like a lime. I don't know. This not the right color. I get what you're saying. Just yeah, didn't, didn't quite work. Yeah, his biceps aren't big enough either. Like he is definitely not the total package right here. No, he's not. Yeah, these are not great looking at all. Um, we have Ric <laughs> Flair in the uh, white tights, purple knee pads, white boots, uh, purple wrist tape. Which again, uh, not a fan because Flair never wore wrist tape. Um, I don't know. I have a question it, for you guys about Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the top of your head, uh, Breaker, when you think of Ric Flair, what color tights do you think of? Red. Oh, sorry. Jeff, what purple. color tights do you think of? Purple? Purple, yeah. White. White. Like, why white for Ric Flair when he had so many other colors? I Because I ne- think of light blue. Like, I, I think yeah. of light blue for for rick so like this white just doesn't make sense to me to be honest flair had so many different color trunks that he did you could go with anyone honestly and i i do remember him in the white but i remember him in the purple the most red second green third kind of uh if we're Mm -hmm. ranking them but you know that he wore so many you couldn't go wrong with any of them because there's somebody out there like you may not have been a fan of it but joe two houses down who watched wcw every saturday night loved flair in the white so you you honestly couldn't go wrong with any of them it's definitely interesting the the styles they chose but again it may just be the pictures they have Uh, very true very true whatever test shots they have or whatnot you know yeah Rick Steiner's up next, and he's almost in like this leopard print. Looks like there's purple on the sides. 
um two of the same boot not a big fan of that um <laughs> uh, guys knee pads white wrist tape headgear and the mustache looks pretty decent so not terrible for rick steiner hey breaker uh, can a- i can i ask uh, which one you are a fan of of these figures yeah uh, I like Sting, but we haven't got to him yet. Oh, okay, gotcha. Got <laughs> right, I, Jeff, I feel like this is Breaker's uh, Toy Biz WCW. Yeah, this is your Toy Biz slide, dude. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I think... <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I want them to be good, but I think this style of Bendy is just crappy. Like, the way the two the, when they're lanky like this they just don't look good like i think when they did the wwf line and what the majors are kind of doing with the bendies that style looks better because mm-hmm. at least they're posed a little bit yeah these just look like they have spaghetti arms i don't know exactly and you kind of nailed it on on the head right there is it is like spaghetti arms and they just don't look they look disproportionate i guess is the mm-hmm. best way to put it yeah, I'm going to skip. There's a two-pack. We'll talk about that here in a second. I'm going to go down to the next one, which is Ron Simmons. Uh, once again, just like the glue, uh, he has uh, the like kind of dark blue workout pants, black wrist tape. Looks like he's wearing sneakers. This is uh, Ron Simmons preparing for a street fight. <laughs> <laughs> a Chicago street fight for oh, one, one match only, and that's the test shot that they did that night, yeah. and they had to do that. Apparently so. Um, Scott Steiner is next. He's in a yellow singlet with black stripes. It looks like there's there's a big black stripe down the side, best I can tell, mm-hmm. which was actually the same as his galoob, except they just maybe did less deco. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing I, I will say about the WCW Galoob Steiner brothers is they didn't really quite have the crazy singlet deal. Like they were a little bland in that that area. Um, also no knee pads just like the scott steiner glue yeah um and also there was supposed to be a scott steiner actually no this doesn't look like it never mind move on sorry ignore me (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking of the scott steiner jacks tna figure that never came out oh yeah and for some reason i remember him in yellow or kind of like a neon green but it's nothing like this so anyways ignore me oh yeah yeah. move on (laughs) yeah um sid vicious in the singlet I was never a fan of Sid in the singlet. What did you guys think of that? To me, Sid was a trunks guy. He was a trunks guy. I wholeheartedly agree. He was a trunks guy. I know he wore it from time to time, but it's weird that this has now been like two figures back to back (laughs) in the the singlet. It's like, what are we doing? I, I remember when I found these, I also found the deluxe or the very, were they the 20... Two feet with like the big W 14 inch or whatever the 14 inch ones. Yeah. yeah, The big ones. And um, I was going to say that my memory of finding these, it was at a best, like I didn't find it at Toys R Us or children's palace, but we had a best. um, And for those of you that, that don't know, like when you walked into best, the left side was like the adult side with furniture and your appliances and then when you walked through this little doorway, you went to the toy side where the toys were. And um, I remember seeing the Sid in the 14 inch, but Sid was in the singlet. And I, you know, cause Sid hadn't been in a singlet in years, at least in my, my child mind. And I'm like, that Sid is amazing, but why is he wearing 
that like I didn't know at the time it was called a singlet, but just mm-hmm. going, that would be so cool if he wasn't in that weird wrestling Mr. Perfect gear. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> man, you so, brought back some memories with Best, man. Loved, loved Best. I, oh, I have some very fond memories of Best. So many fond memories of finding LJNs at Best. I uh, there was a store we had called Service Merchandise. Yes, we had that out here too. Love I always service. had luck. I always had good luck there. And then another store called Venture. Did you guys have Venture? No, I never had I that. did not. It was kind of like Kmart almost, but not, not as good as Walmart. But they had some figures, so you could actually find some stuff there. Hmm. Uh, I got to tell a quick little sidebar story, speaking of gear. So I was an extra backstage. You guys remember when The Miz got like fired on TV or something? And he came back and won a challenge when he was the Calgary kid in a mask. Yeah, I remember that. But he was wearing trunks and he reveals himself. Well, that next week, I was an extra. And we heard him saying like, yeah, Vince is like, you're wearing trunks from now on. Because at the time, he was wearing those goofy shorts, you know? Mm-hmm. And and honestly, oh, like, yeah. Miz is a relatively buff dude. But I always thought the shorts did not do him any favors. Right. And and so he was basically getting trunks made and Vince walks up. He's like, what do you have? And he showed him. He's like, oh, those are horrible. Because <laughs> they were like initially they were like the same type of things that he had on like his shorts, you know, like yin yangs and things like that. And he's like, I don't work for tonight, but get something better. And I just kind of walked away. I was just like, hmm, interesting. And he's wore trunks ever since. So that didn't change. <laughs> Thank you, Calgary kid. all right so after sid we got probably the franchise player of wcw the one and only sting um i love this Sting. actually the white pants the the blue boots um i love the black and white face paint i thought that looked really cool the blonde flat top this was probably the only figure of the set that i thought was like really good Mm -hmm. yeah sting is uh, this is the only one i have i had to pick it up at a toy show got it for a great price can't remember but it was like five ten bucks or something like that yeah it was in decent shape so of course i wasn't gonna pass it up but that's the only just toys bendham's wcw figure that i have in my uh in my collection right now then finally uh z-man tom zink he's in white gear with blue trim no knee pads again like his galoob which is odd and then white and blue boots look like they have a black tongue though, which is interesting. Um, so that's the the whole way. But they also released a special two pack of the Steiner Brothers, which I don't remember seeing that. But they're they don't appear to be different. It looks like the exact same figures that were released as singles. But that is the WCW Just Toys Endems line, all in all. Thoughts on any of these guys? Interesting. They put Tom Zink in there. I for loved guy, Tom Zink as a kid. Like, he dude, the was, Z-Man? Are you kidding me? He Z-Man, was awesome. Yeah. He was the... Uh, he was always the first or second match on Saturday night, by my recollection. But he, like, he was the equivalent to me as the Luchadors were at the beginning of Nitro. He mm. got my attention, even though it was just like a springboard dropkick or a European uppercut. Like, he did something different, and I I was an avid Z Man follower. So uh, I, I don't know. He I, maybe he's number eight behind Slim Jim Macho Man, but like, <laughs> I, 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 I love the, I love Mister the old Z Man. He 
I mean, like, I'm not knocking him himself. I'm just kind of saying, like, interesting that they put him in here. I don't know. It just doesn't fit. Well, I think the Z-Man was kind of like the the jobber to the stars, but was a star kind of like like you were saying on Saturday night and stuff. Because if you think, I, I remember the Great American Bash 90, he does the job for Big Van Vader who debuts. Mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc 91, he does the job for Ravishing Rick Rude, who debuts as the mm-hmm. Halloween Phantom, which was astonishingly amazing. <laughs> um, but I think that was his role. I think he was that preliminary baby face where if you got a win over Tom Zink, it kind of established you. So he was like over enough to where it mattered, but not sting level to where it's like he's the top guy in the company. So, yeah. But again, I- like you were saying, he was good. He was exciting to watch. He was a, a very good baby face. And Missy like, Hyatt had name? a crush on him too. So yeah, I exactly. mean, he had everything going for him in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, um, and it, it's a cool name, the Z Man. Like as a kid, you're like, yeah, the Z Man. Like that's that's awesome. So the, I think the, I think WCW didn't have the biggest roster, so I could see why they threw him in here. I think Z Man, his biggest notoriety is when he was in tag teams. Yes. So, like, obviously, the Can Am connection with Rick mm-hmm. Martel, but then in WCW, he start. It started to look like they were going to do something with him, and oh god, they oh both, Johnny Johnny Gun Johnny Gun Johnny Gun. I forget later Salvatore sincere. sincere. Yep, I thought they were going to do something with them because they were prominently trotting them out there on Saturday nights and having them, mm-hmm. you know, win matches, and I thought they were going to do something with them, and they never did. Never What's... went anywhere. What's funny is I recently watched an older Clash of the Champions, either 22 or 23, uh-huh. and they wrestled like some jobber-looking team. And I, I it was like two muscle-bound guys that you knew were just going to do the job. Yeah. And the freaking – they lost. Like the muscle-bound guys won. I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. I really thought they were <laughs> going to push the young upstart babyface team, you know, but they did. Did they, did they have a uh, tag team name? No, it was just the Z-Man and Johnny Gunn. Oh, okay. I remember them dressing alike and everything. I thought they were really going to do something with them. And then they just never did. Well, I think that was WCW. I think like, you know, I think they just threw guys together to see what happened. I think that happened with Austin and Pillman and that just happened to take off. Mm -hmm. But I think that was also Pillman because I think, you know, Steve Austin's talked about where he's like, Hey, we need to get vests. Hey, we need to get matching trunks. We need to get gold chains. We need, you know, but that does make you look like a tag team, you know, when you start to, have a team name and a look and you know a style and everything so yeah man i thought todd champion and firebreaker chip had something going man u.s tag team champions don't think i haven't already thought about making galoobs of those guys for for jason wolf (laughs) (laughs) i could see him just like seeing a picture of firebreaker chip and being like what in the hell (laughs) you know he's you know he's sitting back going goddamn breaker now i have to make a fire fire uh fire hat and stuff like that I fire tool, helmet and I freaking tool that bunker up gear and... pants <laughs> yeah that, yeah that was such a weird thing but awesome awesome at the same time travis what'd you think of these dude um i i had them i i mean i i never was a a giant fan of them growing up because they were odd and lanky but like they were they were cheaper than uh they were like you know two three bucks like they were cheaper than a regular five dollar action figure and kid math is i can get two of these for the price of one like 
that's that's how I ended up getting Sting and uh, Pillman together because I was like, ooh, I could get one or I could get two of these and let me try them out. So um, I, I didn't get any more, but, you know, it, it, it served its purpose. And on the drive home, I had an amazing match. And uh, I didn't try to put Pillman in the uh, sharpshooter, but I bet his legs would bend enough to <laughs> to have a, a, a valid, almost perfect sharpshooter. I don't need that, man. Just give me my superstar figures. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, it, it's funny because all these seem to be, up until they did the WWF line, seem to be in somewhat the same scale. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, had we known, like, if we would have gotten Cyclops, you know, a few years later, or the Red Ranger, or Lord Zed, or you know the Battle Toads. If they were, or Darth Vader, if these were all in the same scale, how that kind of could have been like, like you said, Funko before Funko in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's cool that they they made a cost effective toy that you know even on you know, one of those days where, you know, mom and dad were like, no, we're not getting a Hasbro. We're not getting a starting lineup. We're not like, we're not going to do that, but you could like, well, I'll, I'll take the trash out. Can I just get this bin? Like it, it, it was perfect for that, you know, one-off here and there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you weren't getting something amazing, but you know, it, I, this is one of those shut up kid toys. Like, okay, just stop. Like I'm going to get it and you're going to be quiet. (laughs) I remember having a white Ranger Bendem in the same style as a kid. And I would almost guarantee you that's why I got that because I was able to talk them into a cheap toy that day, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and it does work. I mean, and like I said, I, I think we brought up the new WWE Bendems earlier at the show. I hope we get back to cheap toys at some point. I would love to see cheap toys happen again, because I think, I think that that's a, that's a great thing, you know, to have, uh, you know, a cheap cost efficient set of toys you can buy and collect all of them, you know, because, you know, not every kid's going to have, you know, $23 for an elite or $33 for an ultimate, you know, it's a, it's a lot of money as a kid, 33 bucks to me as a kid would have been a ton of money. So, Oh Yeah trying to just think I can get one figure. That's it. That, that would be kind of the, the pits. Cause LJNs were seven bucks, six yeah. bucks, seven bucks. Something like that. Yeah. And you could get, hold on. Math isn't good. Uh, four figures for them for that. Right. For, yeah. for under 33 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I could have four LJNs or one ultimate. It's a lot of money. Uh, well, and that's another, and that's another thing I was thinking of, you know, I, I know like with the third party companies, their prices are more expensive and stuff like that, but it's like, Man, when I was in high school, I would have loved like all of these figures, you know, like if I found out they're making a Bruiser Brody Hasbro or, you know, whoever it might be. I'd be like, oh, man, that's awesome. But I can't afford a $40 figure, you know, like there's just no way. So I think I think it's it's interesting that um, that it's like that now, but that also kind of makes me nervous for the future of collecting like if it's going to continue down that road where they kind of push push and push and see how much they can get out of people mm-hmm. that it might start to drive people away from it altogether hopefully not hopefully not hopefully the toys continue on for a very long time i hope so i think they will i think there will always be 
uh, a need for collecting. People like to collect and I think it's awesome. And I, and I like watching documentaries like the toys that made us or that new, this toys that built America documentary to kind of see the history of them because it's kind of cool to see, you know, where they started, where, where they're at now and, and everything else. It's, it's definitely a, a fun process. And, you know, next week we, we already know the main event. We're diving into light bright. I set up a Twitter poll or X poll <laughs> and uh, light bright, light bright one, which was shocking to me. I thought hungry, hungry hippos was going to take it. I would have been happy with both. Yeah, but I mean, Travis, you were kind of talking all about the light bright. So would you like to, if you're able to, like to jump on again next week, possibly? Yeah, definitely. You know, things are slowing down and, you know, I, I've got a little extra time and I, I once again had a blast. So uh, I love, love a light bright. Like it's uh, nothing better than looking through and having a hundred little clear pegs all in the box top because you didn't organize them. Correct. No, of and course not. Scattered them around, and five of them went in this, and and you're like, I need one blue peg, and you can't find it, and then you <laughs> grab the green because you think it's blue, <laughs> and then the most heartbreaking thing is realizing that the pattern that you have needed more blue or red than red. what you had. Yep. Frustrating. Sadness. Sadness. Yes. I will I will reveal something here. I have only played a light bright once. Well, you know what? Before next week, you're gonna buy a light bright. You're gonna buy a pattern. Jeff, you're not gonna bully me into buying more crap I don't need. All right. It's at Walmart. It's at Walmart and it's LED. It's updated. It's not hot. You won't sweat (laughs) You sweat it a lot with a light bright because that like yeah, hot. that, so you're gonna go get. I'm gonna for, use the force, Jeff. I know you're not a Star Wars guy, but I'm gonna use the force on him, and you know you're gonna get an LED light bright because right? they're not gonna have the Marvel Legends you look for. And yeah, that well, that they definitely won't have that. But so I, I remember or the CM Punk Supreme. So you're gonna end up with a light bright this week. I, I had a a bunch of neighborhood kids when I the house I grew up in, and there was like mostly boys but a couple of girls would all play and this one girl we were at her house all playing different like board games and she had a light bright and that's the only time i remember playing it and you know like i remember you pushing it through the paper and it's just like i don't know it i maybe i'm wrong but it it feels like a view master to me where i'm like (laughs) i'm probably gonna get bored with this before i finish (laughs) it's like eh um, you said you're going to use the force. Is that anything like a cup of cheese? You said a force. Do you want a cup of cheese? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cup of cheese. Okay. It's, it's, it's like a baseball. <laughs> it's like a, it's a, it's like a pop out. It's like a can of corn. All right. All right. Cool. For those that don't know, a cup of cheese is when you fart in your hand and you throw it at somebody. That's a, or you put it up to their nose. It's called a cup of cheese. Anyways. Please don't, please don't uh, fart on me. No, no, no. <laughs> No, that's actually disgusting. I I know people that do it, and it's hilarious when they do it to other people. But when it happens to you, you want to punch them in the face. You're like, that's disgusting. <laughs> so, in the world of professional wrestling, I have seen some stuff, and uh, I I have witnessed a gentleman w- waking up with a butt crack right here, <laughs> oh. right on his nose. And uh, you know when you uh 
basically how the gag worked is a guy lays in bed, guy gets right over him, and we just keep calling the hotel phone until he eventually wakes up, <laughs> and he does, and it's a face full of butt crack. <laughs> Pink eye galore. All right. Pink eye galore. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to start the morning. <laughs> Usually people like Folgers in their cup. The, yeah, you know. Folgers, exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. The best uh, part it's, of waking it's that, up is it's Folgers It's not the best part cup. of waking up with butt crack in your face. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm bored tonight. Let's just call the hotel phone. And uh, anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. Good times. But yeah, next week will be the light bright. So that will be an interesting main event. I think it's cool to dive into random toys actually jeff i think we should kind of go through your uh, hall of fame list there and pick out some of those i i think it would be fun to talk about the easy bake oven because i only my sister had one mm-hmm. and so i remember her playing with it a little bit and like me trying to make a brownie one time and i don't think it turned out very good but um i don't know some of that stuff's kind of interesting to kind of dive into the stuff that stuck around the stuff that's not really around anymore and you know bop it possibly going in the hall of fame is weird that was a fun toy i remember having mm-hmm. one of those but um, I was like, hall of fame i don't know i don't know about that i can't wait till we do the episode about stick yeah <laughs> sticks I, well all, this dude, is a... all you guys have to do is say we're doing stick and i don't care if i'm tired i don't care like what bedtime is like i'm on for tv toy cast stick stick <laughs> <laughs> like you know how hard it's going to be to find a picture to promote the episode with? Like, oh, here's a picture of a stick. <laughs> just not is hard this the stick all. we There's... played with? No, but just it represents, you know, a stick. Just have Hoker make that Hall of Fame with a picture of a stick, and there's your picture for Done. the show. Done. That's already for sale on Public right now. <laughs> he at least made 12 designs tonight, I guarantee. Oh, yeah. There was one about Hall, Hall of Fame stick. <laughs> Sand. <laughs> <laughs> and i Lord think there's one about travis too but travis okay. hates batman oh travis that's right that's hates right batman. <laughs> well next week will be light bright not stick so we'll be <laughs> talking all about the light bright which should be but actually have you guys seen uh as we get into the holiday season have you guys seen eight bit christmas i have not you've told me about it but i just never pulled the trigger I, I want to say I've watched it, but like it's not registering, but I can g- go back and watch it. So I, I, I don't want to give this part away. Well, actually, I will because it's funny. So sorry. But the whole the whole movie, it, it's like a Christmas story where he's wanting like that epic Christmas present, which for him in 1985 is the Nintendo, obviously. Like one kid has a Nintendo. They're all gathered at this kid's house trying to get in to play it. And it's like, I got to have a Nintendo, got to have a Nintendo. And like, um, I don't want to give away the total ending because the ending is, it's actually kind of a tearjerker movie at the end. Like it kind of catches you in the feels. I will say I haven't had any good, really good Christmas movies in the last probably decade or so. This one is up there. It's in like my probably top 10. It's fantastic. But (laughs) he, uh, he, you know, kind of like a Christmas story where Ralphie opens everything, doesn't get the Red Rider BB gun, then finally gets it. And, and they kind of do the whole scene. And he's like, because he gets a, a last minute present. He's like, it's a Nintendo. It's a Nintendo. And he opens it up and it's a light bright. He's <laughs> 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 just like, oh. <laughs> so when I think of light bright, that's always what I think of. Because it's just like, because you seem just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like total disappointment. <laughs> I told that story about the Sega. Uh, my parents like telling us we weren't getting the Sega and stuff like that. And we actually, I kind of remembered a little bit after we talked. I remember that when we got that Sega, we opened up all our gifts and we got some cool gifts. We got some cool toys that year, you know, and we knew we weren't getting the Sega. And if you guys haven't heard, the reason we weren't getting the Sega is because dad had lost his job. So one of the things that we, we were told is, Hey, look, we know the Sega Genesis is the big gift this year. You're not getting the Sega. Don't expect it. So we opened up all our gifts. We got some cool gifts, you know, and nothing to complain about at all. You know, we were blessed. And our mom goes, Oh, by the way, I think, there's one more gift behind the couch and then that's when we found the Sega but that was one of those gifts that you'll never forget because you were led to believe that it wasn't happening due to certain circumstances and they still made it happen anyways I wanted to kind of go back kind of awesome. tie, tie that back into it parents yeah. parents always make sure we uh as Scott always says never went without well I think we can all agree Christmas is a magical time of the year but also a incredibly stressful time of the year mm-hmm. and i think if you're um financially strapped or whatever it's always a uh there's always a stick be... <laughs> <laughs> my bad and sand <laughs> what are you talking about sand it didn't come we got sticks and we sand sticks and everything and else sand. here look at the gifts these are in the toy hall of fame <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think rocks going in next year. Really. <laughs> we got a whole yard full of them. It could be uh, a triple threat match between rock, paper, and scissor next year for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that actually kind of reminds me of another story. Uh, so Matthew Perry, actor, died uh, this week. Uh, there's an episode of Friends where it's Christmas, and one of the characters is going out of town to meet a long lost parent. And Joey and Chandler go with her. It's it's Phoebe. They go with her, and so they were like, "No, it's fine. We'll go. She'll talk." two hours we'll come back we'll do our shopping because they put it off till last minute and then we'll you know figure it all out but of course things happen and they don't get to shopping so they're all doing their gift exchange and like they basically just grab random crap from a convenience store (laughs) (laughs) so like one girl like phoebe gets like toilet seat covers and uh amazing and then like rachel she's like oh wiper blades i don't even own a car this new car smell you think you will (laughs) ross is like uh they you get him uh like hey there mr sweet tooth how about uh cola drink cola drink and they're like and a lemon lime (laughs) sorry 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 reminds me Sorry, Bane. I know we're talking friends and I know you don't like it, but uh Chad, do you like friends? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, Chad, tell us everything you hate so we <laughs> we can talk about it more. Uh sorry, Bane. Uh, good times, good times. But anyway, thank you guys. This is a lot of fun, obviously, to have uh the three-man booth this week. So Travis, appreciate you stopping by. Hopefully, we can do light bright next week. Jeff, thank you as always. Thank you guys for checking out the TV toy cast, and we will see you in the toy aisle. Take it easy.